0: Hello everyone and welcome to WaG Four Podcast. I feel like I didn't say that right, episode one, one controller port podcast, episode 70. We're seven tenths of the way to 100, where I'm sure I won't do anything special, because I'm lazy, <laughs> and and yeah, it's all a good time. Welcome to this podcast, where where we are very not, <laughs> not doing a lot of much, except for talking about video games. Here I am. That was a great start uh this week I haven't really had um had much going on um I well much in like in terms of video games I had family in town I think I talked about this on the stream or maybe I maybe I don't remember the stream stuff I don't remember what I talked about on which stream and the first hour of the stream from two weeks ago is like completely garbled up but yeah I had family in town uh, didn't play too many video games. I um, ended up playing some Xenoblade Two on on some car trips. I start I was trying to play Star Portable Two Infinity, but I was having some problems uh, figuring out what I needed to do. Because I mean, that game's all in Japanese, so I just went over to like Xenoblade Two. I probably should have did Monster Hunter Stories. I really want to play more Monster Hunter Stories, but I I think I I think what I want to do for Monster Hunter Stories is uh, modify my my 3ds so I can stream that um, or. Maybe not st- not stream it, but like uh, p- do a video out through the the wireless thing and see how that goes. Test that out, and and maybe we could do some some more like actual uh, 3ds content at some point. I know 3ds is going out the door, but that doesn't mean that I'll keep buying games for it very slowly um, <laughs> over the next you know twenty years. Inevitably, like I get these systems, and they 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 just are forever projects for me to keep buying stuff for, like PlayStation Two. You know, I I got a pretty, PlayStation 2 pretty late in the system's life, um, probably like 2003 or so, um, and, you know, I'm still just trying to get games for it to this day. I probably have, I have to look at my collection. Actually, you know, I have my backlog already open. We can see how many PlayStation 2 games. I think my brain always says I have like 30 games, but then when I actually look at the, the number, it's actually way higher than that, um, but I might be thinking of a different system. Yeah, so PlayStation 2, I have about 65 games total, it looks like, so double what my brain says i have um is that more than the gamecube games i have okay gamecube i have 82 but this list isn't exactly 100 accurate because i think like demo discs and stuff are on there as well so so yeah um and then uh and then one one weird video game thing that did happen was i went to like the uh, children's museum in vegas and um and they had a arcade machine there that just said fly an airliner Um, But it had the Sega logo on the side and it looked like an arcade game. It like had a free play flashing on the screen, like free play message flashing on the screen, which tells me that at least at some point there was some kind of chance you could, uh, you know, have to pay to play it. Uh, and I did a little bit of research, um, and I have a picture on, like, my Twitter page. I guess I'll link that in here. I did a little bit of research and found out it was actually some uh, airplane or flying simulator called, like, Airline Pilots that came out in the arcade. It's a very hard game. It's very strict about <laughs> your scoring and, like, wants you to very much, like, you know. It's not like a, a like a, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator kind of thing on a PC, but but it has, you know, like, a different thrust. There's, like, two different, like, th- like levers you can adjust for thrust you have two little flips flippy things to to like pull in your landing gear and lower your landing gear and like other stuff. I don't know anything about planes and flying them. Uh therefore I was really terrible at it. And I didn't spend a lot of time with it cuz it was pretty pretty grungy. Um if I do play it again I might bring some wipes or something to wipe the thing down before I before I play it. Uh it's in a children's museum so I'm sure a bunch of little kids were getting their little little nasty hands all over it so it just felt worse than most arcade machines um but you know who knows it's just kind of interesting to look at I I was very bad at it um maybe if I spent more time with it but I I have my doubts I'll go back there I think kind of educational video games are kind of interesting uh but obviously this one was actually an arcade game at some point apparently it's it's pretty rare these days because it was uh the machines were repurposed let me see what they were repurposed for for Sega Strike Fighter which I've never played before but uh, I've heard the name before, so yeah. Um, so news this week. Um, nothing really jumped out at me too much. Obviously, there's a Nintendo Direct. Um, it's a pretty hefty Nintendo Direct too. Um, um, I I I try to go into the Direct pretty low expectations, mainly because you know, <laughs> the less expect- expectations you have, the more the more likely like what 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 you actually see. Uh, it's, it's interesting and exciting, and I was I was, thought it was cool to see that the you know, there's new Luigi's Mansion. I assume Next Level Games is also working on that that Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion three. Um, I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't there wasn't like I thought it was going to be a Switch port of Luigi's Mansion two Dark Moon at first, um, but it was not, and that is th- so. Here's the thing: if I had actually played Luigi's Mansion two on 3DS, I probably would have been upset if it was a port. <laughs> But since it's actually Luigi's Mansion 3, you know, I think that's fine. That's probably good. Uh, maybe someday when I get that 3DS streaming working, we'll, we'll do Luigi's Mansion uh, 3 or 2. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the original Luigi's Mansion. I should probably do some kind of content about Luigi's Mansion at some point. But I also think that's kind of a well, well-worn ground at this point. I think a lot of people have written quite a bit about Luigi's Mansion over the years. And I think there was a, a period of time where Luigi's Mansion was not very, like, well liked but it's kind of came back around after a certain amount of time um and then i just think uh from that indirect um and and this is just more general like all those final fantasy ports and stuff i always think that stuff is good to, to come out it's always good to have better better access to a lot of a lot of those things um but yeah i just don't really have any deep thoughts about anything in particular i thought the 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 pokemon bundles looked cool As much as I don't really care about Pokemon, I just thought the the actual hardware looked pretty nice compared to like the Smash Brothers one. I was like, eh, that's that's fine. Uh, I'm curious to see more about that town RPG game Freaks making. I'm always happy when Game Freaks making something that's that's unique and interesting. Although I don't think I've played any of their other stuff. Still, I don't think there's been anything that's really caught my mind or my eye specifically. Uh, But I want to see more about town, and then um, and then you know the Capcom brawler is coming out. I'm just kind of scrolling through a list here. And Xenoblade Two DLC is you know. I, I want to check that out. I'm hoping it's not going to be too long. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I I just ugh. RPGs take up a lot of time and and I feel I feel good about what I did with Xenoblade Two at this point and jumping more into more of it. It's like oh man, I hope it's not like another like <sighs> if it's like a 20 hour experience. I think I'd be pretty happy, uh, which I think is saying a lot if that's DLC. So you know. That's twenty hours, is probably the most I'd want it to be, uh, and I think that it's probably expecting too much. If I, were, I'm not saying like baseline, I want it to be twenty hours. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not expecting it to be twenty hours, but I hope it's no longer twenty hours. Um, considering it's a part of their expansion pass bundle and all that stuff, I, I highly doubt it's like a extensive, you know, additional game kind of thing. But yeah, eh, we'll see. I haven't gotten any of the expansion content in general, so buying, I'm getting the physical copy. Uh, and then just getting all that in one go, um, admittedly, none of that stuff was like sold piecemeal, so it's not like you could, um, you could, uh, buy it separately anyways, so, so yeah, that's pretty exciting, um. Uh, oh, and, and the, for some reason, the Japanese version had a Go Vacation trailer in it, which I thought Go Vacation, the Japanese version of Nintendo Direct had Go Vacation trailer, and for some reason, I thought Go Vacation already came out in, in Japan on the Switch, so I'm not sure why it was in there, um, but it's just, I don't know what it is about Go Vacation, it's maybe just me, like, desiring something that feels from the Wii because, I mean, Go Vacation was a Wii game, but, like, I just keep thinking about it, and I keep thinking about wanting to check it out, and I probably shouldn't check it out. But I just want to keep looking at it. (laughs) Um, uh, And then even from like the Tokyo Game Show stuff, you know, there's a lot of like little announcements here, but just not things that like really jump out to me, like the Judge Eyes thing, the Yakuza developers. I think that could have been big for me, but it really like the moment to moment gameplay of that game looks heavily like Yakuza. And, you know, I think what the biggest difference is going to be is the structure of the game. Um, You know, it sounds like it's going to be more more linear in a lot of ways. It might have like a different tone to it than Yakuza. Um but but like I I'd say the actual game itself looks maybe too close to Yakuza for, for my own <laughs> my own taste. And then the the studio Istola Astolia RPG from Square Enix. I like the look of that game, but obviously there hasn't been enough like gameplay to say anything about it. I'm, not, I'm always happy when Square Enix is trying out some new RPGs and stuff. Um, that's part of the reason why I was actually pretty happy about Square Enix during the PS3 era, even though or like the yeah, PS3 360 era, because even though a lot of people didn't like their output at that time, I thought they were doing a lot of interesting uh, things. I've had a lot of people in the past like say that um (laughs) they're always I don't know if they're surprised but they're always like oh you don't get very excited for things do you and and yeah um like when I see new announcements and teasers and stuff it's pretty rare that I like really jump out of my 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 pants about it jump out of my pants (laughs) um um and, and you know this kind of reflects to how how I this like exact situation probably. I'm trying to focus more on the now of what I'm doing, coverage-wise and stuff, um, and playing games and stuff. Like I, I try to focus on what I'm playing right now, and because there's so much stuff, like I look at things like, uh, you know, there's like a Digimon Survive game that looks like really nice, and I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get to that game. Like it's on my list of things I want to play, but I'll probably die before I play it. So so yeah. I don't know. I try to just focus on whatever I'm interested in, like what I what I know I'm gonna end up playing, and so sometimes I look at some of these announcements and I'm like, yeah, it looks interesting. I'll uh, and, and you know, specifically with, like Judge Eyes and stuff, just like eh, it's a little little too similar to Yakuza for me to to really think too much about it. And a lot of these games are like still in the early teaser phases, like the studio is thing and stuff like that. It's. Yeah, it's just it's just hard for me to get really excited until there's like or something that really shows off something unique about a game or like a, a different direction kind of it. Smash Brothers might be like the one exception. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a few few exceptions in my life. So like when I'm playing Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity right now, it's actually the same game as the last like four PSU games, but I'm still into them. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, But I am excited to check out Valkyria Chronicles 4 as that's coming up, you know, next couple weeks and I'm I'm gonna really try to focus on getting my current stuff wrapped up. I've just, I mean, I'm kind of in a rut right now and I think I might have mentioned this last week where I'm just kind of like stuck with certain games and I need to push forward, finish them off and then like start working on content for them. But uh, I'm getting like distracted by other things and, and and not getting that stuff done in a way, and eventually, eventually, what happens is and then it falls off the, the track, and then I never really com- end up con- covering it or I don't meet the game or something like that. So, and specifically, like sort of our online Fatal bullet, I'm just in a weird spot with that game, and I need to I need to figure out what I'm doing. Um, but we'll see, we shall see, we shall see. Um, let's do a fortune cookie this week. Let's see what we get. Feel like I feel like the beginning of this show has been kind of sporadic, and uh, I'm hoping that we pull a cool game here and don't also end the show with something fairly sporadic. Oh, zombie, <laughs> zombie! You have I talked about this recently? I think I think I talked about this recently. So. So if you don't know this, um I've been still working on cleaning up the content at my site for a lot of old, old articles and stuff. Uh some of them I am resurfacing under the like archive highlights section. And other the other other of them are just so terrible and bad. I'm only putting them there for like archival purposes. So they're there. Um I'm cleaning them up to make them work on the website, but they're not there i'm not promoting those because like go read any of my old reviews from like 2008 and holy crap i can barely like half the time i can't even get the game's name right because <laughs> um, i i guess oh i just bumped my back sorry i guess i'm just like so so focused on um all right there's no excuse for what i was doing i guess it, so focused is the wrong word i was just like not paying attention and not editing very well so I'd probably just like writing out an article reading over it once and then publishing it kind of thing where now I I usually drafting the article is like 10% of the way to finishing the article so it's it it it's completely different way of how I was writing things and it was real bad. Real, real bad. Don't go read my stuff from 2008. It's real bad. But uh, one of the one of the newer articles that I did end up putting in the archive highlights section, um, even though I, I wasn't really sure if I was going to, was um, I wrote an article about Zombie U and <sighs> Zombie U is maybe the only Wii U game that matters. And what I mean by that is it's the only game I feel like that really f- uses the gamepad to its fullest extent, and and you know builds it into not only the world and the gameplay, but like it's it's a game that thrives off you not always looking at the, the the TV, which is something that I think most games on the Wii U never was able to achieve because whenever your eyes are off, off the screen, um, you kinda, you kinda weren't paying attention to the full picture of things. And, and, you know, with Splatoon, it, that's a rare case where that worked out where it's like, Hey, you can look at the map, but you're at risk of getting shot and stuff. Um, but other games are just like, it didn't, it didn't feel right looking off the screen. I don't really know what makes the difference per se, but, um, but yeah, with Zombie U, It was a, oh man, I, this is going to be a bad way to put this. Uh, <laughs> it's a game that really just like goes out of its way to give you a good reason to look at the bottom screen. And it, maybe, maybe this is the difference is it gives you an advantage of looking, uh, looking at the bottom screen. You're getting an advantage in some ways, but you're sacrificing something in another. So like if you're just doing inventory management in a game, you know, you're not really gaining anything from looking at the gamepad it's it's just you kind of you know taking your eyes away from the screen and you're doing something that's kind of like an essential component of the game and yes you need to do it but it's not really like something that's really benefiting you per se um and i think that might be why it works in splatoon 2 is that like when you're looking at the map you are you are really getting a a I guess a b- best plan of action kind of thing from it. Cause you can look at the screen and see where things are covering. Um, and, and where zombie you, uh, I think thrives in this case is the radar. Um, the radar on the screen, you can basically press the button and like ping your surroundings. And, uh, when you do that, not only do you need to like, you know, press it and look at the screen to see where it's pinging enemies, but you also need to, um, need to, uh, you know, keep your eyes on the screen on the, the touch screen to see, to see, you know, what's showing up. And, and, you know, typically you would think this is like a stealth mechanic kind of thing, you know, a preemptive battle kind of thing. Like I want to not get caught. So therefore I'm going to, um, you know, ping while I'm moving around and see if there's any zombies around. Um, but what I ended up finding being one of the most useful uses of this radar is during combat. Um, at times when you're fighting a zombie, the, And early, most of the time when you're fighting a zombie, the gun option is not really a great option. It and the gun play in that game feels fine. It's more if you just have a limited amount of ammo, and um, you really have to be cautious of what, how much ammo you expend, because when you get into that rough situation, you do want the ammo there to be there. So you don't want to like use guns for just one or two zombies. So you have like a cricket bat that you use through majority of the game, where you just sit there and like beat zombies but it takes time um there's kind of like a pattern of motion like where you're kind of going forward or kind of backing up and then you know reading the kick cricket bat, cricket bat and then like f- smacking down as you go forward um and and while you're doing that there's like a, a rhythm you have that kind of keeps the zombie away you know you are getting it getting a little close to the zombie but it's not close enough that you're in real any real danger but at that time it's really difficult to tell if anyone's approaching for you from behind or the sides or anything like that so what you end up doing is you end up kind of like pinging your environment while you're mid-combat and when you're backing up and, like, readying the kick cricket bat, you have time to look down at the bottom of the screen and and see see what's around you and kind of keep, keep an eye on the situation so you can always keep things in control. Um, and, you know, you'll be able to tell if, you know, a zombie did hear you and it's, like, starting to approach you and things like that. Um, because you'll see that little red dot, you know, get closer and closer as you, you know, are smacking, smacking the zombie, and it, it really gives you an advantage. And even though you're taking your eyes off the screen, you know, the rhythmic part of the cricket bat um, gives you the time to breathe to look at that screen. It it, it just it gives you a, a chunk of time to look down, and I think that's probably. Probably the problem with most Wii U games is that, like, the gamepad doesn't really give you an advantage in some ways. It's, it's kind of like an offload for visual elements. And so so that's a common thing that happened on, like, the Nintendo DS um, where, you know, they just throw stuff on the bottom screen. But I think the difference is is that with the Nintendo DS, the top screen is always in your peripheral view. Um, you know, you're always kind of having a, a general awareness of what's happening on the top screen with the Wii U, you know, you obviously couldn't make it work by maybe like holding the controller in a way that, you know, you're able to look at the controller and then also the TV. But I think most people, you know, kind of held the Wii U low, you know, in their lap, like a game controller kind of thing. And so when you looked away from the TV, you were completely losing sight of, you know, what was in front of you. Um, and, and, and I think that was just too much of a drastic departure between the two screens in a lot of ways to really make it a compelling, um, a compelling like proposition for the for the for the two screen setup kind of thing. Um, and I think it's why Nintendo DS Virtual Console doesn't necessarily work very well on um, on the Wii U. There's a lot of different configuration options they give you, but I don't think any of them are particularly ideal. At the end of the day, what's ideal is having that second screen you know, available. And, you know, if you try to crush those into the the, the DS or the Wii U's gamepad, like, vertically or, you know, or uh, in the horizontal setup uh, and so you can use buttons, then you're pretty much just getting, like, a normal DS screen, which is fine. It's not bad. But anytime you try to expand that or know, onto another screen or, like, you know, play vertically. Playing vertically, you lose access to your buttons, obviously. Um, but, like, anytime you start splitting those screens up, even though it seems like such a minor aspect, I think just having that other screen in your peripheral view adds a lot to, um, or maybe reduces the risk of looking at the bottom screen. Like it kind of, kind of takes the player's like anxiety away. I think from looking away from the main screen. So that's kind of, I was a little, a little worried that we wouldn't go anywhere with that. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it wasn't a lot about Zombie U. But I have an article about Zombie U. If you really want to read about that. Um, that goes more in depth about Zombie U as a whole. But I think that gamepad thing is probably the most valuable thing about Zombie U. Again, I think Zombie U is, is the flagship Wii U game um, for what that system was. I can't think of anything Nintendo did that really matched that. Uh, not anything I could play that I can think of, at least. You know, I don't think Nintendo understood how to use the Wii U. And maybe it's maybe because, it's you know, the years of time spent with the Nintendo DS, you would you would, you would develop under the kind of the, the idea of what the Nintendo DS um, was doing touchscreen-wise. And, and because it's kind of a different setup, even though it's kind of the same base concept, you can't. Can't just kind of like copy and paste those ideas over, or or even maybe extend those ideas over. You can't really do that, cause it's it's just not the same setup. Huh. I didn't really expect it to go that way, but uh, but I guess that's maybe where my thoughts on the Wii U as a whole. <laughs> I know it sounds dumb to be like, I guess I'm kind of realizing this myself. Sometimes just talking out ideas and stuff kind of help you make you get to where you need to be. That's probably a normal human thing. That's probably a normal thing humans do. Um, and I'm just kind of now thinking about it more um there's another child screaming outside my window this is is probably when I was streaming there's a child screaming outside the window too I have no idea what they're screaming about they're probably okay (laughs) it doesn't sound like a bloody scream but but they're probably just having a good time out there you know going going having a good time I guess that's it for this week thanks for coming thanks for listening um Article-wise, there's that article or that video or, or yeah, article. There's that article from last week. I saw what that's not very good. That's gonna come out this week." I apologize. Give it a read if you want. Otherwise, just you know, cr- cross over it. You won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, I probably would skip over it for me. But you know, it's done. It's complete. And hey, you know, what? sometimes people like the, the stuff that I think is bad. Remember that? Like, I think last year I did like a top five good and bad feelings about. You know 2017 and it was just the most popular thing I did and it just makes me upset <laughs> That's it's a bad thing so maybe you'll like it maybe check it out see so if you like it but I, I feel mixed about it um I'm gonna try to stream uh I mean we're gonna try to finish y- Yakuza 2 again this week Haruka keeps you know keeping us busy and it's frustrating <laughs> She's like, let's go hang out in town. I'm like, oh my God, Hotaka! I just want to beat this video game. It feels like it's a lot of padding to get to like 20 hours of content. It doesn't feel like it should be 20 hours. Probably should have been a 15 hour game. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we're finishing that up. I think we're at the end of chapter 15. Chapter 16 is the final chapter. Go from there. See what happens. Um, the quick play stream of this game this week. Uh, I'm going to do uh, Bushido Blade. Um, no particular reason. I just was out looking at my shelf, and I was like, "Hey, that looks like a neat game to check out." So, Bushido Blade will do that for PS One, and uh, yeah, and we'll go from there. I'm kind of in a um, kind of in a weird middle period right now, where I'm just like, kind of not finishing any games, unfortunately. But I'm I'm on the cusp of needing to finish them to play some new games, and then um and then I need to you know get some articles started and going. I ha- I'm still working on that Fancy Star One. I haven't really gotten to touch it since we last talked about it um i did end up buying a copy of fantasy star online um the original for dreamcast so i have i already have two copies of Fancy star online uh one for gamecube one for xbox now i have version one for dreamcast to to look into some stuff for that so we'll see where that goes i don't know if that's going to take a long time to get finished or what but um right now the only plan that, to go out other than like the usual weekly stuff is uh is that article for uh, red dog red dog superior firepower if you're into that That's gonna be it for this week. I I keep forgetting. uh, I keep forgetting. So so if you go to Anchor FM, uh, and I'll link it in the chat uh, or in the uh, the the uh, description. Um, I I uploaded my podcast to Anchor FM, which then distributed that to a bunch of different podcast services. So if you don't want to listen to this on YouTube, uh, you can go to Anchor FM, and there's a lot of different services you can subscribe to, and and get the episode on on your your podcast playing service of choice, which hopefully is easier for you. Um, it's it's linked on my website as well. If you go to any article, it's like a sidebar ad kind of thing where I just say, hey, here's my podcast every Monday at nine o'clock in the morning, blah 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 blah. blah. So yeah but I'll, I'll link that in the actual um, text as well so do I really need to do that I'll do it on the YouTube page I mean on my actual website it's already there on the sidebar if you're on that page it's like listed on the sidebar so just look on the sidebar if you're on my website on the YouTube page I'll link it that's gonna be it for this week I think I've said that three times now uh, thanks for coming and uh, yeah I will see you on Thursday during the stream if you come by Bye.